Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Hey there, pretty lady. Hope you're having a great day. Today is a special special episode because I got a voicemail from a listener. Now, if you ever want to send me a voicemail message, if you have a question about relationships, question about dating, question about marriage, just go to my SpeakPipe. The link is going to be in this show notes for this episode, and you can just send me an anonymous question. That way you get your question answered and you know you don't necessarily have to be on the show. But I had someone send me an anonymous voice message and the person sent me such a great story that I wanted to share in, in the hopes that everyone else could learn from it. Now, the person's name is Kemi. Now, Kemi is originally from Nigeria. That's where she has lived most of her life. And while she's in Nigeria, she got engaged to a great guy, somebody that she loved. And, you know, they were in love. Her parents weren't too keen on him, from what I understand, but they loved each other. And her parents were, you know, kind of just letting her make the choice in the sense that they were giving her a little bit of leeway when it came to the relationship. So fast forward to the fact that Kemi actually got an opportunity to study in the U.S. So she is pursuing her doctorate degree and she's gotten a chance to come to the U.S. and, and pursue her doctorates. But the challenge is the gentleman wants them to hurry up and get married. So he keeps talking to her about marriage. You know, he wanted them to get married even as of last year. Last year was when they were supposed to get married. But her parents keep telling her, just get your doctorate first. Make sure you have that under your belt before you continue the relationship. Now, she's pretty young. She's she's like 23. So she's doing really good when it comes to, um, she's not somebody that delayed her education. So she's went straight to bachelor's, then master's, and now she's getting her doctorate. So she's doing really well, actually. So it's not like she's, you know, in her thirties or anything like that, that there's that, that fear of you need to get married sooner than later. No, not at all. She's actually still pretty young. So her parents are telling her, you know, go ahead and get your doctorate first before getting married. But the gentleman was giving her so much pressure from Nigeria because he's still in Nigeria. She's studying here in the U.S. and telling her, you know, they need to get married. They need to get married. They, why are they delaying it? It doesn't make sense. Why spend all this money for her education when they can just start their life together? OK, fast forward again. She felt like she really wanted to show him that she's committed to the relationship. So he wanted to come to the U.S. So she made arrangements, you know, busted her butt, worked extra hours, did everything she could to bring him to the U.S. And he's here now. So they're both living in the U.S. now, whereas before they had a long distance relationship for about a year and a half. But when she saw him at the airport, she told me that when she met him at the airport, it was so different. You know, she realized that, OK, this is not this feeling that I have is not the feeling that I should have. You know, here I am. We were supposed to get married last year. We didn't. You know, we have been engaged all this time. We love each other. But how come I feel so weird. Like I should be excited. She wasn't excited when she saw him. She, of course, she was happy to see him, but it wasn't the way she thought it would be. And then she noticed that he kept saying things about her parents, saying things about, you know, how he didn't like the way her parents were. He didn't like the way the things they were saying. Why were they, the parents won't let them get married. 
And then he, she also noticed that he started talking a lot about getting his papers. Now, you know, if you come to the U.S. from another country, it can be frustrating, especially if you're starting to, you want to get a job, you want to start working, you want to have some money, you know, other than the money that you came with. So it definitely can be frustrating. But she said that that seemed to be all he talked about. He no longer talked about the marriage. So she was getting a little concerned. So she reached out to me to just give her some advice on what to do. Because here she here she was. This is a man. This is not a boyfriend. This is someone that she's engaged to. It just seems like some things have changed and she's wanted some advice. So there's a few things we can notice about Kimmy's story. Okay. Now, number one is that... There is one silly thing that girls do. Now, Kemi is not silly because she didn't do it. But a lot of us women are silly. <laughs> we do this silly thing is, and we don't mean to do it, but we do it. And that is when we get a guy in our, rela- in our when we're in a relationship with a guy, we forget all our other relationships. And it's like everyone else becomes the enemy. Why do we do that? Like the people that are rooting for us all along, that want us to be in a relationship, that want us to be happy, that want us to be married. As soon as we get with a certain guy and we're committed to them, it's like those people become the enemy. Our friends give us advice and we're like, oh, you don't understand. Oh, why don't you? Why aren't you happy for me? Or why are you? Oh, I don't need your advice. We don't want to listen to them. Our pastors give us advice. We don't want to listen to them. Our parents give us advice. We don't want to listen to them. Why all of a sudden are all these people that have been meaning you well all this time the enemy? Think about it. There's something wrong there. Obviously, there's something wrong with how you're perceiving it because all of these people have been your friends all this time. All of these people have been meaning you well all of this time. Why all of a sudden are they the enemy? They can't all of a sudden just become the enemy, right? You know, something is wrong. So that's what a lot of women do. And Kemi, thankfully, did not do that. When she became more involved avoid, involved with the gentleman, she still kept her relationship with her parents and she kept a relationship, a respectful relationship. Her parents weren't that crazy about him, but they didn't tell her she couldn't be with him. But, you know, the good thing about Kemi is that she has parents that are godly. If you have godly parents, if you have godly friends, if you have a godly pastor and they all don't like the guy, you should just listen to them. You should take a minute and step back and kind of, you know, reassess the the situation. Don't feel like it's you against the world or you and him against the world. So that's one thing she didn't do, which is really good. She kept her relationship with her parents and she listened to her parents. Her parents said, go ahead and get your doctorate before getting married. Now, that is good advice. I mean, you know, everybody's situation is different. Some people are ready to get married before they finish their education. But if you can finish your education, that's great too. Everybody's case is different. Now, it's good in her case too, because let's say you get your doctorate and you get pregnant, at least you have finished school. You've gone as far as you wanted to go for now. And if you do get pregnant, it doesn't set you back. You don't have to worry about trying to go back to school while you have a baby. If God forbid anything happens and your husband's unable to work, you have your doctorate, you're able to make a pretty decent amount of money. So there are so many reasons why her parents could have advised that. But the first thing we can notice from Kemi's story is that she honored her parents. She listened to them. And the thing about it is, if you have godly people, if you have godly parents or godly people in your life, you really don't know 
what they may be sensing. And even them, they may not know what they may be sensing. But if they're spiritual people, they may just be sensing. They don't know. They can't put their finger on it. But there's something about the guy they're just not sure about. Or there's something about the guy they just don't like. Pay attention to that. Don't ignore it. Especially if, like I said, they're spiritual people. They're God-fearing people. Okay? That's number one. Number two. The other thing we can learn from Kemi's story is that not everyone is cut out for a long distance relationship. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to look at the five love languages. Take the five love languages test. I'm going to put the link in this in the description so you can take the test yourself. Take the five love languages test and find out, are you able to keep up with a long distance relationship? You have to be able to keep up with the communication. You have to be able to keeping the relationship going, you have to be able to keep up with it. And let's say you take the five love languages test and you are physical touch. You know, when I say physical touch, I'm not necessarily talking sex, but some people love cuddling. They love holding hands. They love hugging. They're just touchy, filly people. And if you're not touching them or hugging them or holding their hands, they don't feel loved. If you're that type of person, a long distance relationship is going to be very hard for you. So you need to be honest with yourself. If you're the type of person that acts of service is your love language, meaning that you love when people say, you know what, let me take care of that for you. Or let me do that for you. Let me take care of this for you. Now, there are some things somebody long distance can take care of for you, but not a lot. So acts of service, if that's your love language, a long distance relationship is going to be very hard for you. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying you need to know yourself so you can walk in with your eyes wide open. So you're not shocked when things don't work out or you're not shocked when things start to fall apart. Having a long distance relationship is not for babies. It's for very mature people who know what they want and very mature people that you both sit down and decide, you know what, this is what the parameters of our relationship is going to be. This is how much we're going to communicate with each other. This is what we're going to be doing, you know, to keep our relationship going. Now, Kimmy is not married. She's engaged, but engagement leads to marriage, right? (laughs) So you can't say, you know, like currently she's studying in the U.S. and the gentleman lives in Nigeria. He's just here visiting. So what if he's not able to get his papers and he has to go back to Nigeria? That's what you have to think about when you're in a long distance relationship. What if you're not able to be together? Can your relationship survive? Okay. That's number two. Number three, is we have to be very careful as women of anyone that wants to separate you from the relationship that you were close to before, whether it's your parents, whether it's your pastors. If a guy tells you, I don't want people all up in my business, look, engagement, marriage is not a is not a thing between two people. It's a public thing. It's between your families. It's between your friends. They're, it's not a public thing. It's not a private thing. A marriage is very public. It should be. If a guy tells you he doesn't want other people to know about your relationship, he is scamming you. I'm going to say it again. If a guy tells you he doesn't want anyone else to know about your relationship, he is scamming you. There's somebody else or he has ulterior motives. Now, that's not the case in Kemi's situation. In her situation, the guy just didn't like her parents. He was always putting her parents down, you know, things like that, you know, complaining about them. If a guy doesn't like the people in your life and he wants to separate you from them in, in, in some sense, he wants you only to be close to him, he has ulterior motives. Run like the house is on fire. 
anybody, especially if the people in your life are good, you know, like you've been with them all these years, your parent, in, instead he should be celebrating your parents for raising such a good girl. He loves you. He admires that, you know, you're good and you're respectful, you're honorable, you're, you're graceful. All these attributes came from your parents. So if he can't respect your parents for raising you to be such a, a good woman, because they don't agree with him, then that is a, a serious problem. You don't want somebody down the line that's going to separate you from all your friends and family. Your husband cannot fulfill every desire you have, every longing for a relationship you have. He absolutely cannot. And God even cannot fulfill every longing for a relationship you have. So you can't say, as long as I have my husband, as long as I have God, I'm good. God created us to be in relationship with each other as well as be in relationship with him. It's not like you can just have God and don't need anybody else. That is not true. Okay. So number three is be wary of anyone that wants to separate you from your relationships, whether by keeping your relationship a secret or telling you that you can't have the relationship or wanting to separate the relationship. That is a dead giveaway that something is not right. Now, number four, another thing we can learn about Kemi's situation is that there is a danger of long distance relationships. And that danger is there's a false sense of who the person is. You really don't know who the person is when you're in a long distance relationship. I don't know if you've ever heard of military families that if the man or the woman has been stationed for years, you know, some people are stationed for years or, you know, or they come back, you know, maybe two or three times a year, you know, they only see the family maybe six times a year or so. And then they're back, you know, they have a full-time career as an, as an army person. So when you have relationships like that, you really have to have understanding between the two people. A lot of times what happens is when the person retires and they come home, the two families can't get the the husband and wife really can't get along. And the reason why they can't get along is because they've never had to live with each other for a long period of time. So they really don't know each other. They really don't know their personalities. They really don't know the bad and the ugly part of each other. Think about it. Your husband is somebody that travels often for work. Maybe he travels two to three weeks out of the year for work, or he lives in another country. So you only see him every once in a while. When you're going to see your husband, unless he surprises you, most of the time, you know, he's coming, right? So what do you do? You get yourself ready. You get yourself looking good. You do your hair, you do your nails, and you're on your best behavior. The house is spotless. Everything, you're on your best behavior because he's coming. You know, he's coming. You're aware he's coming. It's almost like dating. You know, when you're dating, you're always on your best behavior. But when you're married, marriage comes with dirty dishes. Marriage comes with your, your hair is unkept at times. Marriage comes with finding out the bad personality traits of the person or the things that, you know, may turn you off about the person. Marriage comes with the person changing that you didn't necessarily give them permission to change, but they're their own person. So they have a right to change. Marriage comes with so many things. So if you are in a relationship where you'd only see each other every once in a while, you don't experience any of that. You only experience the glory. You only see the good, you know, because you see each other and you miss each other, miss each other, kiss, kiss, kiss. Oh my goodness. Miss each other, miss each other. Then they're gone again. You never do the day to day. And it's the day to day that the marriage is built up. It's the day to day that the marriage is strengthened. You can't be strengthened in a marriage if you don't see each other every day. Even people that see each other every day, once they get married, they discover so much about the person. But imagine if you've been long distance, you know, seeing each other once every few months or seeing each other once a month, 
there's so much about the person that you will not know. And there's so much about the person that you and that person won't have a chance to work through. Marriage requires the two of you working through some stuff, working through each other's personality, accepting one another, negotiating with one another. All of that, you miss out on it when you're in a long distance relationship. What I mean is that it's dangerous because you have to realize that your relationship is not really real. All of that missing each other and all that is beautiful, but you really need to get to know who that person is. Okay. So if you're in a long distance relationship, make sure you spend a good amount of time together in the same city before you get married. Now, number five, now you may be asking yourself, okay, so what advice did you give her? I saved the advice for last. I, the advice for Kemi is that until you're married, you're not married. I'm going to say it again. Until you're married, you're not married. So don't let any man make you feel obligated. If you're feeling uneasy about the marriage, do not go through with it. A broken engagement is better than a broken marriage. I broke an engagement before. I have an episode on it. I Do you know why I broke the engagement? I didn't even have a reason. I didn't, except I just didn't feel right. I said to myself, somebody who's about to get married should not feel the way that I'm feeling. So I need to just get out of this. I don't have a reason. I don't have proof. The Holy Spirit didn't speak to me necessarily. Like I didn't hear a voice. I just know that the way I'm feeling, I shouldn't feel if I'm about to get married. So I broke the engagement. No reason. No cause. I didn't even, I couldn't even give the guy a reason. I just said, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I just can't marry you. Come to find out. And I have the full episode in one, in, in one of my episodes, come to find out that guy was sleeping with three people in our church and they all knew we were engaged. Him and I never slept together, but he was sleeping with three people in our church. So some guys will not sleep with you, but that doesn't mean they don't still sleep around. And not only that, I had been giving him money because he was you know, going to run our finances and we we're already engaged. I had been giving him money to pay my car note, to pay all these things, because that's the only bill that I had at the time. And he had been taking the card note and spending it on himself. So my car was almost repossessed. Like, (laughs) that's like a week or two after I broke the engagement when I found out all those things. So if you have a bad feeling, if and women, God created us to have intuition. If you have a bad feeling or you're not so sure, take a break. Walk away. A broken engagement is better than a broken marriage any day of the week. You have a right to choose yourself. You have a right to do what's best for you. So that's the advice I gave her. And that's the advice I'm giving you. I want you to imagine that you are meeting someone that is going to give you 110% of themselves, even as you're giving 110% of yourself. Someone that is sincere, someone that is loving, someone that you No, without a shadow of doubt, yes, I definitely want to spend the rest of my life with this person. And I'm willing to go through any sacrifices, anything that comes up with the person. Someone that loves the people in your life that are positive. If you've got good people in your life, somebody that comes into your life newly should should appreciate them, should be happy with them. You can have it all. Those are not things that are too hard to ask for and you should expect them. I hope you learned a lot from this episode. Until next time, take care now. Bye-bye. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. 
Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard, out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.